I'm Nigel. And I'm Steve, and welcome back to Making A Happen. This week, we've been giving some more thought to the results from our recent street poll. And we're going to share our ideas with you to try and make them convert from being just ideas into something that's really happening. Cool. So shall we talk about what we've been doing? I I think that's a really good idea. I had a reason to contact somebody who runs this business in Lansing. He sent an email to me saying, Steve, I see that you posted the results of your um, high street poll. Uh, on the shop window in Lansing and can we have a chat about what's going on and see if there's anything we can do to follow it up so I've got a meeting organized with them to see if there's anything the retail association might be able to do uh, with some of the ideas. I think that's the thing about doing something you have no idea what's going to come out of it it's that Goethe quote that was attributed to Nelson Mandela about if you can dream of something begin it now because starting something has genius in it and magic. Yeah I heard something interesting on the radio this morning, they were talking about Hastings Commons. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? No. So I just caught the end of it. So I'm not 100% sure, but it is community use or kind of multi purpose community spaces that they're, it looks like a group of people are acquiring buildings or on behalf of the community and using them for community spaces. And what's interesting about it is that they're, it seems like they're working with the government and kind of employment agencies to offer training to young people so that's how they're funding it but somebody said something really interesting was talking about left behind places and was saying that street trees are the fastest way to improve left behind places i guess that's just one person's point of view maybe but i thought that was interesting i mean something we've been talking about putting more trees on the street it's about place making and giving people a sense of belonging and if you make a place more attractive and a nicer place to be that it just naturally people want to go there and gather there and so things start to happen i think trees are a really good idea i mean i think anything that makes a place more enjoyable to be is bound to cause um more activity and people to come and join in so if it's a nice place to sit then i'm sure that'll be the first starting point the thing that i think is really interesting is that i've been looking into what we could do with our ideas and where we could take them and trying to get my mind around that dichotomy that we highlighted, which is, are we trying to bring some other things together with each other? Or are we trying to create something that is new? Yeah. And I looked at a few places to see what was going on. I found um, a Nesta model, which was about relationships with public services where they had a diagram where they had things that were embedded within the public services acting alongside and outside the public services and while i'm not advocating that we necessarily are talking about public services specifically but this kind of idea that there would there's some kind of a core thing going on in the community and then there's some kind of collaboration things going on in the community so like you've got your individual groups and then you've got how they collaborate. And then you've probably got something that's going on outside of the collaborated groups that's sort of, you know, um, kind of like you and I almost, like you and I are busy doing little polls and things like that in the high street, but we're not linked to anything. So Mm. we're kind of right out on the outer boundary. Mm. And there'll be some things that are more core to the community, like maybe some of the shops in the high street, maybe the soccer teams, because they're really well established. And then there's like all the charity shops, but some of the charity shops might collaborate with each other. And then, you know, beyond that, there'll be the odd thing like us and 
other stuff where there'll be people just doing things. And I was trying to figure out if we could use that as a model to look at the ideas and see whether where they fit into how close they are to what's going on as a way of thinking about which which way we could try and bring them together. That was one idea I had. It's interesting because I don't know if I told you, I've been reading Entangled Life, mm. which is about fungi and the mycelial networks, which fits in with our original idea of thinking like a forest and the what's missing are the connectors. There's so many interesting things in it. I mean, it's an incredibly inspiring book. Well, something I found interesting that just comes to me to say that was he was talking about the way that the net, these massive networks of really like microfilament fiber fungal networks that are connecting things up, that they work very similar to the internet. The things that have been there the kind of longest and the oldest have more connections, but that way that rather than everything being connected to everything equally that you can actually get from one side of the network to the other side much more quickly if there are like core hubs kind of in the middle that are more connected so it's actually means you get less steps to the the ones on the edge Mm. so maybe there's something about what you were just saying about finding the things that are the most core and the most key and connecting those things up because they're more able to reach the periphery I don't know, does that make any sense? Yeah, I think that the idea that if there's some core things that have radiations of connections, then if you connect those two to each other, then you immediately get the network of both of them merges and you have a much quicker way to get to everybody, I assume. So that makes sense to me. I think that's an interesting idea. What's really core? It's a good question. There's also the way the Mayo public market work is that Mm. they're connecting, they have hubs and the hubs connect out to individuals or other places kind of wondering i feel like you've missed out an explanation or a kind of something to explain why because what we were talking about is what do we do with the ideas and we were talking about a shop of ideas or community accelerator but then we were talking about well do we need to find out what's already there that's where i've been and i i think that was kind of like for me the difference between you know that i said we had a dichotomy do we create something or are we going to try and bring things together but for me, the, the the idea of the shop of ideas was kind of almost like creating something that mm. might be about bringing things together or could be about something else. So I'd gone down the route to say what's going on and how would we think about how they're linked in order to get what we want to do. And then maybe the shop of ideas is the thing that might allow them to get connected or it might be the way that we reach out to those sort of peripheral bits, like I was describing earlier, and bring them into the more active core bit to build a bigger, wider community as a whole. I mean, what I what I liked about what we did with our pop-up survey is that we were engaging passers-by. So we weren't going to existing organizations, existing charities, community groups, and asking them what they want. We just asked people who are in the high street who maybe don't necessarily get involved in projects or community projects already. And I think that was anecdotally, it seemed like the people weren't already involved in projects. There may be a few people that said they talked about things, already knew about things, but mostly people seemed pleased and surprised to be asked and inspired by what we were asking. And for me, if you're going to really build community, I think it's about the people that are there and not necessarily the kind of the usual suspects that are already involved and engaged. It's about engaging everybody and engaging people who don't normally go, which is why I like a kind of prominent high street location for something, because then it's just passers by and footfall. 
I was thinking afterwards, because we spoke about this last week yeah. that we didn't record, that it probably need to do both. We need to find out what already exists and who the community projects are and see if there's ways of linking them up or something that we could offer and find ways of reaching out to people that don't normally get involved. There's something about a feeling of creating something new that I find kind of more exciting. But I quite like this idea of the, the kind of coming from Hastings Commons of like creating a space and it's up to the community what's done with it. If I think about what happened when I started looking at this diagram and ideas and stuff was about that, how you link everything together. And so where you're at is, you know, you're on the outer edge of it where you're thinking, let's, how do we, how do we reach out to those people that might have an idea or are just doing something, a little thing and, and build on it, or even find someone who's got an idea that hasn't done anything that we could help them build on. It's kind of like my vision for the shop of ideas where it kind of generates stuff and then as you move into the center you get into the well-established of what's happening and the idea whichever way you see whether you start in the middle and try and figure out what's established and then how to get to the people on the outside you start on the outside and figure out how to bring them into the root is like two different approaches to the same problem in a way and I'm not I'm not advocating one or the other right now I'm still trying to figure out how we might do that but that's kind of like the two ends of the scale are you go and you try to get the organizations that are there to somehow help the less organized less structured or totally unthought through things to happen or you go find a lot of things that are totally unthought through unstructured and then you try to bring them in to get some benefit from being linked with all the other things because it feels to me like someone has a really interesting idea they want to do something there's probably people around who've been who've who've done something that's different but similar who could help them. And if we could get them all working with each other together, they'd be much more successful than if they're all just starting from square one and rebuilding the wheel all the time, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean what you're describing sounds sensible. It's interesting because I was thinking a few things about it's often said that Britain is a nation of shopkeepers. And it's like you were saying that people have been opening more convenience stores in Lansing but they don't last because they're not really thinking about what's already there they just have an idea and do it which is kind of the way I tend to do things but then you only find out later what's already existing and um, that you're duplicating or it's you know if it's something new and original and different and also from what we've just said about how everything is connected that's you can't really do something without it affecting everything. So I guess it would be better, you know, rather than just starting something to find out if somebody's already doing it. But I also think that, I don't know, there's something about the edge effect, you know, this where most life is at the edges. The most diversity and the most thriving and interaction of things is at the edges. There's something else about these kind of fungal networks is about, you know, they're all different actually in the way they don't all operate the same way. And the way how they decide to share resources or pass information from one side to the other side is completely different in different places. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't think they know how how fungal network networks decide which way to be. It's just, it's kind of new research. It sort of happens, or at the moment it looks like it just happens, yeah? I don't know. They don't know. Is it conscious? Are they making, is the network making a decision? Or is it just being influenced by its surroundings in some way that results in it? doing it that way because there's something different nutrients in the soil that chemically interact in different ways and hence different things happen and so when people interact in different ways some people like to 
sports and do things other people like to go out and run and do sporty things some people like musical instruments and they interact people like to talk there's a whole thing going on there about how people interact with each other and it's different depending on the kind of people that are involved mm. yeah sounds very complicated <laughs> it sounds like that diagram we tried to draw exactly. didn't quite work <laughs> The other question, this more simplified question is, if we said we wanted to understand more about the edge, but also what's happening, then is there some way that we could, rather than trying to find the organizations, we could create something which would, would maybe get some people involved, which would mean that the organizations would come to us to tell us what's happening. So so like instead of like a research project where you have to go out and find everything, hmm. Could we, could we create something that either lots of people who got involved would want to go out and find out things and they'd share it, or we would create something that would attract all these organizations to, to somehow or other get involved because it was something that would add value for all of them in some way, possibly. I mean, that sounds like a smart way of doing it, mm. but would be less work for us. I like that. I'd vote for that, definitely. The other thing is that it would be less work for us and because we're in this... There's this interesting space I've been in before, where if you're going to be the facilitator of something, the one thing you can't be is the thing. You know, like in the past, I was involved in various organizations who've been successful in getting funding from Europe to distribute to organizations to do something, mm. but they got terribly frustrated because nobody was coming forward to do the things that they had the funding to support. So they actually went out and did them themselves mm. so they kind of swapped from being someone who was there to encourage and make it happen into the guys that ran the thing that they thought public should do i guess is what we're on with better word and was that a problem and and in most cases it didn't work because they were doing it because they thought it's what should happen mm. they weren't doing it because they cared about making it happen right. and so in the end it failed yeah, <laughs> yeah? because it wasn't their passion it was their head type belief or, you know, logical thinking that said we should do this because we've got this money and we need to do something. Right. And the way I read you and I, this could be wrong, but we're kind of like travelers in all this where I don't feel that we're trying to, at the moment anyway, it feels from what we've done so far, we, we're not, we haven't hit anything we're super passionate about. We really believe we want to do other than we want to get people to get involved and do things. And so I'm thinking we're still on the side of facilitation more than we are on the side of creation. And, you know, we can step across if we find something. I'm not against that. But I, I, don't, I don't know where you are, but I haven't felt that yet. Well, I think I haven't felt that because I know how much effort and energy is involved. It's not that I'm not passionate about something. I mean, I'd love to be creating street trees in Lansing High Street, mm. but I know how much energy is involved in that. If I can support somebody else to do it. I'm trying to move from doing everything myself, which is how I've operated loads of things, into enabling other people. It's actually, it's rewarding in a different way. And it involves working with people, which is fun and can be enjoyable. So yeah, I'm more interested, I guess, in this case, in facilitation. So the next stage is we need to find the people. And the Little Shop of Ideas was like a place where you might be able to get people who you could then help to do what they wanted to do. I mean, there's another thing, which, you know, I quite like doing projects if they're like a kind of short-term defined project. If it was a case of let's plant 50 trees in Lansing High Street, I'd kind of be up for that. I mean, I've kind of viewed our forays so far as little projects. You know, I like I like the fact that we're doing something in the virtual world and we're also taking it into the real world. I don't know. I think we don't really know what we're doing yet, so we're still exploring. Yeah, I think the whole the whole theme of this is I'm not sure what we're doing, yeah. but it's interesting. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like your idea about having some kind of a physical presence for a certain period of time that would allow people to gather and just talk about stuff. Almost like a drop-in chat place where there could be a little bit of theme, but not very much, that would just allow people to share what they're thinking about that they think they might like. And that feels interesting for a project. If, if we gave up, I don't know, a couple hours regularly to be somewhere and talk to people about things, somewhere near the center of the Ada, well, Lansing, we'll call it, Lansing area, then, you know, we could have little, sem well, we could have semi-structured discussions or just see what happens, you know, like, would anybody even turn up and talk about yeah. their ideas? if you tried yeah. to promote it as a first question and if they did what would happen but there's there may be other sources of funding we could investigate you know like the rsa for example gives small amounts of money to fellows to try things so if we were trying to encourage activity uh, interaction with people about improving their community there may be something that we could get i mean there. i don't see community and climate change as being separate when you know we've just been talking about how everything's connected i, I think that the idea of a community accelerator project or which we could call the little shop of ideas. I mean, it's, I think they're slightly different because I think I like the idea of creating spaces where people can have conversations, but I think it's got to move beyond that because otherwise it's just a talking shop, literally. <laughs> and I mean, I'm interested in getting beyond the talking and actually making something happen. But I think that when I mean, we could go in, we could try an angle of you know stronger communities is about resilience and we're going to need resilience in the face of what's coming down the line if it's as bad as everybody says it's going to be i i mean i don't disagree with what you're saying but i guess where i'm coming from we have to find out if we can get people to come in to talk before we can yeah. do the next stage and so i'm i was kind of back at i totally support what you're saying and i'd like to see something happen but i'm thinking how can we actually take the first step effectively yeah. to get the people going and then if it just turns into a talk shop well we just stop i mean it's yeah. not going to get us anywhere that's not the right thing but it's a starting point talking and interacting with your your the people is the first step for everyone to to do something yeah we totally need to do this in steps and maybe we need yeah. maybe we could have a roadmap with some milestones yeah. but i think part of the premise is making a happen is we don't know where it's going to go so to create a roadmap is kind of tricky but it could be like a <laughs> slightly fuzzy roadmap but also with a small amount of money that's available from that grant that you kind of sent me some details yeah. on we couldn't do very much with it so maybe it is just renting a pop-up shop for a week or something and you know having funding someone to be there i could go and see the guy that runs a coffee lounge for example and say could we use the back of your coffee lounge for chats once a week or something like that there's various ways we could probably get a bit of exposure but the back of the coffee shop isn't really going to work unless everybody tells everybody about it and they get and they find it interesting yeah the challenging thing is that it's about coming and being confident enough to share what you might be thinking which is quite different from saying oh we're going to have a flower show do you want to come and help manage it or we're, yeah. we're going we're interested in having a junior soccer team we need some people to yeah. bake the cakes or something you know all those things are they're sort of like they're past the stage where we're trying to get to and they're already something that someone's decided they're going to make happen and where we're at is we're thinking how can we discover those things that are different and new and give people confidence to come and tell us about them because we're i mean we could think up some ideas but probably our ideas aren't going to be as good as some of the people that have that live there that we could really get interested that's i agree and i also think what's what i'm finding interesting is 
that we come up with ideas and we kind of included some of them in our survey and then discovering that actually council is already starting to do it which i think is interesting i, I think there's stuff going on that's uh, really interesting like that we've discovered that the one of the things that was at the top of our list was that people wanted a public toilet and my understanding is that the parish council is actually going to put a couple of portable but plumbed in public toilets in the, the playing field just around the back of the co-op because they're responding to the demand from people they're not going to build a whole new toilet block but they are going to put some temporary toilets in and, and the other thing they're doing is they've got a project they're running that has planters and rewilding some of the verges in order to allow bees and other insects to move around the area which right. was another one that was on our list right. you know so so there's some stuff happening that was on our list that was already kind of in the works. So yeah, uh, exactly. But it but it just highlights what you were saying, which is that you know there's going to be some other ideas out there that we'd like to discover. How do we get people to really share, be confident, and share something? Because I think the biggest challenge is people think maybe oh, this is a bit silly, or they would have thought of this, or I'm sure somebody's thought of this, or well, you know, I can't be that intelligent. It's like people need confidence, and well, that's where I'm thinking. How do we create a space where they can feel confident? enough to say some of these things. I mean, yes. And I didn't get that from the thing that we tried. I mean, we made it easy for people. I don't know. We won't know until we try it. I mean, we can design something, try it. It might not work. And we'll have to kind of tweak it and try again. So we're thinking of at the moment, we think what we'd like to have is some kind of a drop-in center. Yeah. That's, that's very close to the high street. So it's really easy to drop into. And once you're there, there's could be a way to share your ideas about how we can improve things, for want of a better word. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, as you were saying that, I was thinking, well, you know, how many people can actually be in the same place, same time to have a conversation? It might just be small groups of people. It might be dribs and drabs. It might be, as we found, that, you know, on a Saturday, that people were busy going shopping or they had a reason for being on the high street and they were looking to do something else. And some of them didn't want to be stopped because they were too busy or in a rush. Some people only had a few minutes and just wanted to do something quick and easy, but were interested in engaging. Some people hung around for slightly longer because it was in, because they were interested. But mm. all of those things might happen. I mean, maybe it's about a suggestion box or something in a shop where there's conversations around it. I mean, that would, you know, somehow take care of the fact that people can't be there. That, that, you know, we could advertise there's going to be a public meeting at, we're not even call it a public meeting, call it something else. Because I think the language, I think, is really important. Because if it seems like it's a politics or council or something, it just turns will turn me off. I agree. You know, I just had this vision when you were saying about the suggestion box. There's this screen on the wall, and you type it on your phone or the keyboard, and then it just appears on the board. Nice. And everybody can talk about it so we're like into like a brainstorming session but it's not a structured one or anything it makes me think about it the coffee houses and the rsa started out originally by being a coffee house where essentially in the uk around the time of the uh, enlightenment all these coffee had arrived and these coffee shops opened up and they were at least to sell coffee like at a, a 1p a cup or something like that. I understand that in a few of the places, the coffee was so bad that you had to pay 1p to get out rather than to get a cup of coffee. But I'm not sure if that's true or not. But it, it turned into a place where lots of people, I have to admit mainly men, I believe, but we won't go into that, would get together. And when so when somebody new came in, 
they used to say, what's the news from Malta, which was the cue for you to introduce a topic into the discussion and then join in with it if you wanted to. And the whole coffeehouse idea was built around people coming in and sharing something that generated a further discussion going forward. And so like we're kind of playing with the idea of how do we create that sort of an environment so that fits is what i was saying to you before about community accelerator cafe yeah i like that i was just reading something i don't know if you know blinkist it's an app that summarizes books so you can kind of read no, i haven't a, seen it you can read a book in 10 minutes so i was just reading <laughs> one yesterday about coffee actually it's actually a book about drugs and the, the author was sort of talking about three different drugs opium caffeine and mescaline one thing that stuck with me about coffee is that coffee is a psychoactive drug, but we allow it in society because it makes people more productive. So it actually fits with society's goals. Whereas something like opium that sends you off in sort of dreaming kind of states and makes you comatose, that doesn't fit with the society's goals. So it's illegal. I thought that was interesting. But it's interesting that you mentioned about coffee shops because they, they came up in that book. So there's a bit of a link in my head. But that's kind of what we're talking about is it's like a modern day sort of a take on that where somehow people could arrive, introduce an idea or just introduce an idea while they're there. And, and then it would generate discussion. But it isn't like a, a group discussion. It's like it appears on the screen and you're with some people you know, or you're in there with a couple other people and, and you say, oh, that's an interesting idea uh, and start talking about it. Maybe people come in and they get some coffee and they join a table where there are other people discussing something. So it can be like a small group conversation. Maybe you sit down with other people. I like that. You know, I really like those. I, I was really inspired by Wagamama's when it first started in London and you go into the restaurant and everyone's sitting on benches. It's like, you know, you're all, you're sitting with other people. No one really talks to each there. other, actually. But yeah. you go in and sit at benches for the opportunities yeah, I mean, to have conversations. What are you doing? The idea was that you try to stimulate conversations by asking people to share a thought or an idea that stimulates the conversation. It's yeah, almost like a, you're going to inject. It's like a community assembly in a cafe. So, you know, it's like self-selecting because you you pass by and you go in and you get invited to be part of a conversation over a cup of coffee and it's very lightly facilitated so maybe there's an overarching maybe there's a question of the day or something and then you do i love your idea of you know you do it on your phone and it appears on the screen yeah. and to incorporate that that sounds brilliant that's the kind of thing you can get money for as well because it's experimental yeah and be a way of capturing outcomes yeah it would capture something maybe maybe there's some software that already does it you know somebody's mm. probably invented something like this that we could adopt or use twitter or something i still love this idea of a community accelerator maybe we need to come up with a, some values or something and kind of what is this about a mission statement <laughs> okay i like the mission statement idea i mean that would be a good step towards knowing what we're trying to do i think we should develop this idea so i think we should go away have a little think about this and either apply for money or find a way to have a a dry run at very low or no cost to start with and see if we can get it to happen okay sounds good yeah. we could even just do it for a couple of hours i mean it's That's kind what... of a you know a move the next step from grabbing people off the street is invite them into a cafe to have a cup of tea and to talk about these things yeah um, that's what i'm thinking we we try to maybe get someone who's already got a cafe who's willing to give us a bit of help to just let us host it for a couple hours as a kind of like a pilot okay let's talk about it well there you have it thank you for listening if you'd like to send us feedback have comments or questions 
email us at makingahappen at gmail.com or on Twitter at makingahappen. And don't forget to join us next time at Making A Happen. <laughs>